Planet Earth, Michael Litton, the last DJ, host of Ride the Vibe, playing what he wants to play and saying what he wants to say, and broadcasting from the beautiful living room-like uh, studio, DRS-ATL, right here in Roswell, Georgia. And this is a first, you all, y'all. We are not only live, but we're, we got a video component this time. And DRS Atlanta's new value proposition, they're offering up video uh, podcasts, so you definitely want to check them out. And I'm just over the moon, totally stoked to have Hughes Taylor in the studio, you all, which is a first since the world changed. But we are appropriately social distanced by his beautiful guitar, Sable. So Hughes, welcome. Thank you so much, Michael. Oh my gosh, I'm just, and we're going to play some music. Because that's the way we roll here. For your fans that are Legion, we do a CD listing party format. So we're going to play a portion of a number of your songs because we want people to go out and buy your music. <laughs> and then when things open back up, go out and see you live, which is most important because yeah. you don't make much money on the, on the album sales. No, not as much as you'd hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to, because I am the last DJ and I can say what I want. I want to really, really ask the Roswell politicians to open up our live music venues, Alive in Roswell, Music on the Hill, Riverside Sounds, and Food Truck Fridays, because gigging, it, it, there are no gigs for musicians, and that's where they make their dough, y'all. So we got to open that back up and get the musicians playing again. What do you think? And then, uh, uh, Hughes, the way we roll this show... We like to encourage listeners to sit back in a comfort of an environment of their choosing with a beverage of their choice. And in the studio, we are featuring a delicious Kale Me Crazy tropical tripping smoothie. So cheers. Cheers. And uh, my good friend Phil Wall hooked us up with this. We also, Phil hooked us up in the spirit of uh, trying to be preventative. We've got wellness shots. And I've sampled some of mine, and it's pretty darn good. I'm going to have a little bit more here. Mm. It's got turmeric and ginger. And Phil is unbelievable. You know, just like all businesses and, and musicians and everyone else on the planet, had to reinvent uh, himself and his business because business had dropped off so precipitously. So Phil is a creative entrepreneur said he was going to go out into the market and em embrace a program that he started called Feed the Frontline. And what that means is he's taken donations into Kaomi Crazy, and then he's taken that money and putting together meals, good, healthy Kaomi Crazy meals and wellness shots, and he's providing them to four hospitals in the surrounding area. So Feed the Frontline, what an incredible program. 
And he's given out, I, he told me uh, the, today, and I can't remember the numbers, but hundreds and hundreds of meals, hundreds and hundreds of uh, wellness shots. So feed the front line. Seriously consider donating to that and definitely get into Kale Me Crazy. As Phil likes to say, he wants to kale this virus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, Hughes. <laughs> Enough about that stuff. How are you? I'm, I'm well. I'm doing very well. Good. And enjoying the uh, smoothie and the, yeah, and the wellness shot. Well, welcome. You are uh, a Macon, Maconite. Yep, I have lived in Macon my whole life uh, up until I moved to college. So. Yeah, so incredible hotbed for music. Talk yeah. about some of your influences and man, uh, yeah, Macon. You know, obviously most most popular is the the Almond Brothers from right. from Macon, and they're yeah. um, the the blues and the blues rock sort of vibe that they had in their early years and yeah. then the southern rock as they as they sort of pioneered that path yeah. is the thing that really has um has driven my musical tastes and the way i play and perform and that sort of thing yeah so the the allman brothers and and you know all the all the awesome bands and you know uh, rest in peace little richard yeah. and just making his yeah making his morning yeah. currently so um, and but, a little-known fact: uh, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, Hendrix played, Hendrix played with little, <laughs> little Richard. Uh, Much to Little Richard's dismay, I think at times. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> As I understand it, the crowd's going crazy, and Little Richard goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And then he, he'd look, and it's Hendrix playing his guitar with his teeth. He goes, "No, no, you got to get out of my band." <laughs> Another so, influence of yours. Hendrix. Yeah, a big influence of mine yeah. for sure. Hendrix and and all of his uh, all of his lineage yeah. of guitar playing. So. Well, you had a rare and unbelievable opportunity that came your way talking about the Southern Rock uh, opportunity or Southern Rock, you know, putting Southern Rock on the map, Capricorn Records and Phil Walden. Yes. Talk about that experience. Man, so, uh, you know, Capricorn Records, they, Capricorn Sound Studio has just uh, just reopened. They, they've um, reopened the historic studio and uh, they've also opened a, a, the B Studio which is a new renovation that they've that they've done, and um, we, I say we, the Hughes Taylor Band, we had the the first, uh, we had the opportunity to be the first band to record in the historic studio since, I mean, you know, years and years and years. So That's it was, it was incredible. Uh, we does it we, give you chills? It does. Every, I'm t- as I'm chills. talking about it now, yeah, I'm getting. Yeah. Um, I mean, just so just being in the room itself was uh, incredible, and then yeah. to to be in the sound booth, you know, that they that that, that they had built. Uh, I think um, Greg's request. I think I don't. I won't. I won't say much about it because yeah. I, I don't want to be wrong on my yeah. my history there. But <laughs> you um, can be. You're the, but, you know yeah. you're in the you're in the home of the last DJ, <laughs> so you can say what you want. Say, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but man, it was it, it just an unbelievable experience and opportunity. Yeah. Uh, Rob Evans, who who's now who's become a, a really good friend, he's the one in charge of, of the the studio, the head engineer. Yeah, he was awesome to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we got to be the guinea pigs and help set things up and connect wires and figure out the board that they had. So all built. new technology, um, but the environment, as I understand it from reading, uh, you know, up, is yeah. cigarette burns and all and that It's stuff. all still there. Oh, uh, it, all the all the original, the, <clears throat> the room itself has not changed except for they, they repainted um, some of the panels. Since the 70s. Since the 70s. Wow. And um, the the studio, the, the, the room um, is still the same. The, it's yeah. an amazing room, by the way. It was, I don't remember the name of the designer, but he's this, um, this super awesome, very, very... Uh, 
talented yeah. architect that built this, this studio itself and the design. And the walls are made of all different types of materials. So there's like cork and then there's stone and then there's um, like a carpet. And then there's a giant, I think they said it was like 17 foot deep um, uh, foam. Oh my gosh. To give it sort of thing. really good acoustics. It's a, it's a bass trap. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, it's covered by a uh, uh, this exact same that they had in the 70s. Uh, oh this my old God. Um, curtain. Um, yeah. Um, tapestry. Yeah, tapestry. tapestry yeah, tapestry. Yeah. Um, and uh, man, it was. That's my era. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I'm sure I had one of those. I'm it like, was incredible. Uh, so, all of that's the same. And oh the, the, the the things that they've updated are um, like all the equipment, yeah. you know, they, they have uh, all the connections and all the, yeah. all the wiring and things. Well, there's still original wiring in, um, you know, certain parts of the, the room and stuff. Yeah. But uh, the board is the, the biggest thing to talk about. It, I mean, they had this amazing i think uh man i wish i could remember these uh, these little details yeah. i was so blown away by yeah, everything. i'm sure um, overwhelmed like, uh 42 channel board that they had made specifically for specifically it. is wow. the it's the first of its kind um where and and the, the coolest thing about it is that it's completely analog up until you get to the faders oh. and the faders act as a, an interface to go into the computer yeah. so that you can record you know you can record on the computer but everything is analog up uh, until that uh, point uh. and you can when you control the faders so the it controls the computer yeah. and uh, so it's it's just this amazing blend of uh, original analog technology and the the, the newest state-of-the-art, you know, digital it. technology that they have. So it's the best, and, uh, of embracing the genius of the and. Yeah. And it was school and new exactly, technology. Yeah. It, was a, it was Greg's request, to my understanding, to keep it um, completely original, not to change the room before, yeah. he, before he passed. And wow. So when I love it. I love, and, it's, and it is now open. It is, oh, well, right well, now, now, yeah, things yeah. are, th- but right. they've been open. <clears throat> their opening was January 20, late January. Yeah. Um, Mm, Mid January, but anyway, they asked us to play. Yeah, um, as a part of their, uh, of an opening, opening thing, we we were asked. Uh, it wasn't for the opening, but it was for an event that they had after the opening, yeah. and uh, we had to turn them down because we were in the UK. And I want to get to that, but we <laughs> so, got to save that story. Yeah. but I want. I think yeah. we need to hear but, the song that you recorded. Yeah. In the, at Capricorn Studios, the very first single cut in at, Macon, Georgia. Now, how cool is that? So we're gonna cue up Trouble. All right. Was that? And I, well, I'll ask you after the sh- okay. uh, after we hear a little bit of the song uh, if that has a reference to Stevie Ray's Double Trouble. But it, no, no reference actually. Right. I never never made that connection. <laughs> well, we'll talk Thanks about your uh, hookup with Stevie Ray. Yeah. So let's hear a little bit of Trouble, a single from uh, Hughes Taylor's band. Trouble with me all of my days 
Ride the Vibe, Michael Litton, the last DJ, playing what he wants to play. And in this case, playing the brilliant music of Hughes Taylor. That was Trouble, recorded at Capricorn Studios in Macon, Georgia. Yes, sir. The first. Talk about uh, how that connection came about and um, your, you know, connection to Phil Wall and, well, Phil's brother, Alan. Yeah, well, my my mom is really good friends with Jessica Walden and uh, family friends. And Jessica is the daughter of Alan. Alan brother of Phil. Yeah. And uh, so our families have been connected for a while, but um, as far as recording there, though, I, yeah. it's actually thanks to uh, Phil Palma, who I played with in the Highway 41 band in yeah. Macon. And um, he he has a, a afternoon radio show at uh, The Creek, which okay. is Macon's radio. Big radio. And yeah. um, who is, you know, partnered with uh, Rob Evans, who yeah. runs the, the other side of The Creek. And yeah, and, um, yeah, and Rob called us up and you know said would you would you in your band be ready to come down and, and test out the studio no us? we don't want to oh, yeah i was like no we're, we're there tell us when <laughs> that's funny so. well how in the world or not how in the world but when did you pick up a guitar uh i picked up a guitar um a lot earlier on than i usually talk about because yeah. I, I didn't get serious about it till i was about 12 years old but yeah. um my uncle had uh, a, f- a, collect- a a very small collection of guitars, yeah. and anytime we'd go and see them, they live in North Carolina. Anytime we'd go and see them, I played, you know, just just made noises with it. And yeah. he taught me a couple of um, riffs, yeah, but I didn't know that's what they were called. He just, yeah, yeah. Know, this is smoke on the water, and this yeah. is sunshine every love, and this is, you know, so uh, he's accomplished guitars. Your uncle? Well, he 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 passed uh, oh. uh, a few, yeah, a few years ago, but. Yeah. Um, and uh, interestingly, they, his, you know, they, the family gave me his, um, not the guitar. The guitars go to his, his, my, yes, my cousins, sure. um, but they gave me his amp and um, pedal uh, that I made all the noises on, and uh, they're a part of my regular uh, uh, set and I and every day I use it every every day. So, oh my gosh. Um, so but, he's there. In, yes, in def- definitely. Uh, so that. he he was my very first. I think. I think my very first that I can remember introduction to a yeah, guitar, yeah. and um, so I kind of I, I knew how to hold it, yeah. but that was it, you know. And I, I could play "Sunshine of Real Love." That's about it. Yeah. And um, then when I was about eleven years old, we would we would go and see um, see some family family a family friend play every Tuesday at yeah. a restaurant and. Yeah. In the middle of his set, I expressed interest in wanting to play. My dad had a had a Les Paul that uh, you know he let me have, yeah. and um, so uh, you know I the guy we would go see his name was Keith. He yeah. he wrote down how to play a G chord and sent me home with it. And the next week I came back, he gave me another one, sent me home with that one, and we did that until I learned enough to come up and play with him. And he wow. was the first one to bring me up on stage and play in front of people, mm-hmm. and um, that was that was great, oh, and. Right. Uh, Around that same time, did your life change? I mean, oh yeah, you, you could you that just first knew. that first time playing on on stage was uh, was seismatic. Uh, like, yeah, you were you know, like, this is, everything's changed. This is what I'm gonna do. The world's, yeah. the world's I'll go to school. I'll do things, yeah. but I'm. This is what <laughs> this I'm gonna do. It. Yeah, and um, 
Wow. Yeah, and from then on, especially especially when I when I was in, uh, I guess that was about I was eleven or twelve, so it was yeah. around sixth grade, I guess. Yeah. Um, seventh grade, I didn't put the guitar down, and I I bought my I bought my first guitar, yeah. and I didn't put it down unless I was at school or. I mean, even when I was sleeping, it was by my bed. Right, I was, yeah, because you hear that we were talking about the Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, they're sleeping with her. Both the Vaughn boys are sleeping with her. Yeah. Well, this is flying by, but we got to take just a, if you don't mind, we're going to take just a short break to support our sponsor. In this case, which is DRS ATL Atlanta. Great studio here. Waheed Gomes, the proprietor. And we've got uh, Otis Tillman on the video again for the first time with Ride the Vibe. Really stoked about that. And when we come back, we're going to play, uh, we're going to talk about um, Hughes's connection or, uh, you know, interest in uh, Jimi Hendrix. And we're going to play a song, Voodoo Joe off their uh, Good Blues Fast EP. So we'll be right back. Ride the vibe, Michael Litton. DRS provides professional audio mixing and mastering services. They also provide other creative services, such as voiceover editing, audio restoration, and audio forensics. They have great customer service, their work is fast and efficient, and their prices are affordable. You can learn more about their creative services by visiting them on the web at drsatl.com. Again, that's drsatl.com. Or call them at 404-590-0779. Again, that's 404-590-0779. DRS, when the right sound matters. You are back on Ride the Vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ, having a fascinating conversation with Hughes Taylor out of Macon, GA. And we're going to play, as we, uh, we teed it up, we're going to play a little Voodoo Joe. Hughes' tribute to Jimi Hendrix, one of his, uh, not mentor, but a, um, an influence. Heroes. Influ- yeah, hero, yeah. influencer. Influences, for sure. And uh, this is off his EP, Good Blues Fast, which is a tribute to all Hendrix or tribute Not to all, all Hendrix. It, um, Good Blues Fast is, is only uh, six, seven songs on yeah. it, but we they're all uh, covers of, of musicians or, or um, you know guitar heroes, yeah. things yeah. that have shaped the way I play, things yeah. that have been a staple in my shows and stuff ever since I started playing. So, I love it. Yeah, there's Hendrix, Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, <laughs> Eric Clapton, uh, Freddie, and Freddie King. Yeah. You know, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Some lightweights. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's hear a little Voodoo Joe. And again, y'all, we're not playing it in its entirety because we want you to go out and buy music because these poor musicians aren't gigging. And so we got to make some money for them somehow. So go out and buy some of their music. We'll be right back after hearing some Voodoo Joe.
On Ride the Vibe, that was Voodoo Jewel. That's a mel, mel, med, medley. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, this wellness shot. It's good. It's good. <laughs> a medley of Voodoo Child and a Hey Joe. Yeah. And we were talking, uh, while that song was playing, I said to uh, Hughes that my favorite song of Hendrix's was, is Red House. And y- you, in the spirit of, uh, you know, <laughs> full disclosure, tell the audience, our listeners who are out there, Chip Litton, Chuck, and Dennis Davies, and... Susan and Jamil and Brian Gare, all my all my peeps, thank you so much for tuning in. But well, so what I was saying is that Red, we do Red House on Good Blues Fast. That's on the album. Yeah. And um, it, personally, that's one of my favorite and what I think is probably my best one take performances that we've ever I done. Yeah. And uh, and you know, it just was one of those things. We play it live. Yeah. That's I have. When we started really playing it the way we do it on our um, on the record, we've had I had people come up to me and, and say, "Man, I didn't know that you did it like that. It was yeah. do that song." I yeah, like that. but yeah, it's a it's one of my favorites to play of of his because yeah. it's just you can do so much with it. Classic, and, yeah. you know, and um and I kind of talk about it in a blog post when I when I recorded this album, I talked about each song and why we chose it and why we didn't put all the other ones that I wanted to put on there. Yeah, um and for that one. Uh, Red House was sort of my introduction to, or, or uh, sort of my um, realization that the blues doesn't have to be uh, structured, cut and dry. The yeah. blues can be psychedelic. The yeah. blues can be jam. Like yeah. obviously, and you know, I've known that. But when I was first starting out, thirteen years old, fourteen years old, I kind of separated psychedelic and jam and yeah. and, and blues. You know, it's like when you play blues, it's got to be. You know, it's part of the one four five, yeah. and you know, Red House is one four five twelve bar. Yeah. But the things that he does with the with the guitar and goes back and forth, and and he does the um, you know, the the certain like delay that he has on the guitar that just comes up out of nowhere and then goes back down, and then he has like the it, there's some things that I'm like I didn't know you could do that with the blues, and so as a as a super young teenager, 13 years old, and I was like, oh, oh wow, okay, like Hendrix is the cool. The blues is cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one of your other uh, heroes, you, you do a Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yes, Stevie. And in prep, it just totally, and I don't believe in uh, coincidence, I think everything happens for a reason, but mm-hmm. just totally uh, serendipitously, last evening, I stumble upon Rise of a Texas Blues Man, a document, or I guess documentary, um, talking about Texas blues men, but primarily Stevie Ray Vaughan. And I would highly, for all you blues fans out there, I would highly recommend you seeking it out. It's just fascinating. And talk about the song and uh, the song you do on that uh, that is a tribute to Stevie Ray and yeah. Stevie Ray's influence on it. Yeah, we, we, so we do Pride and Joy on Pride Good Blues Fast. Oh, love it. And uh, that love song, it. the reason for doing that one is because that was one of the first songs that I learned, uh, yeah. like really learned how to play an open note. Yeah. Well, as close to it, you know, yeah. as I could get. But uh, and it was it was the opener for all my sets when I was first starting pl- gigging and yeah. things. And um, it was the first song my wife ever actually saw me play, which is cool. Mm. Uh, and so that song we put it on there. I 
You Love know, Stevie, that song. if you listen to anything I do, it's really, it's very clear that, you know, Stevie was one of my yeah, big influences. influences. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, and I think, I think Norris Tapley for that, he, uh, he was a friend of my dad's and, and he, um, he's no longer with us, but, but he introduced me to Texas flood. Well, he introduced me to just the blues in general, uh, general but yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan, he gave me a box set uh, and, um, of, of everything that was ever released of Stevie's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he gave me a, uh, a couple of um, DVD concerts, concerts on DVD. Yeah, that, yeah. That I watched religiously. And the mantras, over jazz and over. Yeah, you, where, where he gets booed. He that was, one, he <laughs> got booed the first night. And then they invited He's him. A back. little too electric. Yeah, and it's just it was it, that really shaped the way I play. And so that was without a doubt the first song that I wanted to put on the album. Yeah. And then um, it almost didn't make it because it was the only one that was. Uh, too similar to the original. Ah, wow. The rest of them, we you know, we do our own thing yeah. for like Crossroads and, and yeah. Voodoo Joe. I mean the medley and, and yeah. um, Red House. We do very different from what the recording was. Yeah. But Pride and Joy was you know, the same structure. Wow. Not quite the same solo, but you know almost too close. And I was like, I don't even know if this would be good to put. But you know he's he's my my hero, and yeah. that song means a lot. So. I like love it. We're, we're doing. Well, we need to hear some more of your music. I think. Some more of my music. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna, let's hear Just One Night. Just One this Night. This is your, you referenced your wife, Eva. Evie. So, or Evie. So, Evie, I hope you're out there listening, <laughs> but a shout out to you. And uh, this is Evie's favorite. Yeah, is this is Evie's me? favorite, even though the uh, my favorite, the one that I wrote for her, is uh, Promise. And we're going to play that, too. Yeah, we'll play but we're starting with her first, yeah. y'all, because, you know, it's all about women, yeah. <laughs> empowering women. <laughs> and we need more help on the planet, y'all, <laughs> women. Just one night, Hughes Taylor, and we'll be right back talking more stuff. <laughs> Ride the bye, Michael Litton, the last DJ. 
playing what he wants to play, and in this case, playing the brilliant music of Hughes Taylor, Macon, Georgia, boy, up in uh, Dahlonega now. And again, a huge shout-out to my friend Phil Wall, Kill Me Crazy, for these uh, tropical tripping drinks. Not, uh, we're not tripping, though. We're just drinking them and enjoying them. And that was uh, just one night off of Hughes's, uh, uh second release, yeah. Restless, and not only is that his wife Evie's favorite, but he's shared with me that's his mom's favorite. And then to get a trifecta, why he Gomes weighed in and yeah. said, "Whoa, he likes that one too." So y'all want to go out and get uh, restless. And uh, also, Hughes was telling me uh, as we were listening to that music that he's in the middle of a contest. It's called uh, Four Seven Eight. Uh, sings, and I'll let you talk about that and what what that is. So it is a uh, a bracket style music competition. Yeah, uh, that is benefiting COVID nineteen. Uh, it's the Response and Recovery Fund for Central Georgia. Um, four seven eight is the area code. The area code. So four seven eight sings United. Uh, United Way is putting it on um, of, of Central Georgia. Yeah, and uh, it's so it's it's a great cause. Yeah, a lot of really really amazing talent is in this competition i've actually i got some i have some friends that are in it and uh so it's a it's a cool and you're in the third round i'm in the third round we made it to the third round and you're thinking maybe this song (laughs) yeah i was thinking about doing just one night Um, so you guys have to weigh in put your comments on facebook let them let them know if that's a song and the way it rolls y'all because the last dj couldn't figure this out (laughs) when i voted i voted but it doesn't really count unless you put a dollar amount to it right so it's it's a dollar a vote and uh, all of the money goes straight to the the COVID nineteen response and relief, so it, it benefits Central Georgia, and um, it's uh, it's a dollar vote, and the the artist with the most votes gets to go forward to the next uh, next round. Yeah. And uh, so I'm in the second region. We just wrapped up our region. Currently, they're doing the third region of the second round. Yeah. Um, and then the the they'll do one more, um, and then round. Two will be complete. We'll start round three, I think, next week around this time. So ride the vibe, listeners out there. If you're digging this music, a used Taylor, a making boy, uh, go ahead and get on his uh, Facebook page, Hughes Taylor, and watch for this contest, four, seven, eight sings, and then pony up a couple bucks and vote for Hughes into the third round. Let's see if we can get him into the finals. Yeah, right? that would be how, great. How cool would that be? And we're going to play uh, this song was the song you had in the first round, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, this was my my submission. Yeah, submission song. My my very first one. And this is uh, your favorite to play off the CD, Restless. Absolutely. And Uh, this was, uh, as I understand it, you wrote it for Evie. Yes. And at your, I guess, wedding, you all danced Yes, yeah. I I wrote this song um, for Evie uh, with sort of the intent that it would be the song that we danced to at our wedding, but... Um, and then that actually came to fruition when we got married. And oh, so I was man, don't you all love that, a love so. story like that? That's yeah. awesome. So this is my favorite on the album. Understandably. Favorite, favorite to play. <laughs> so let's hear a little promise, y'all, and that's off of Restless.
in the last DJ. Thanks to all the listeners out there who are experiencing this first for us. A live broadcast post of the world changing and video thanks to Otis. We're in the DRS ATL Atlanta studios and they're now doing live stream podcasts. And you all, if you're out there uh, anywhere on the planet, you can do a podcast through DRS ATL. So how cool is that? So, uh, you know, if you're looking for a way to get your message out in this crazy uh, world we're in now, how about uh, considering DRS ATL's live stream podcast. That was Promise. That's off Hughes Taylor's Restless, which is his second release. And that uh, is his favorite. He wrote that in uh, tribute to his wife. And on July 21st, they'll be celebrating their second year anniversary. And he got it right, Evie. <laughs> hope that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So uh, Stevie Ray, Hendrix, and then uh, Clapton as big influence. Talk a little bit about the connection with Clapton and you know where you f- where you first came to him. Uh, Clapton was always one of my dad's favorite guitar players, uh, yeah. and uh, and again, Tap, what we called Norris Tapley, uh, the guy who introduced me to Stevie. Yeah, he um, introduced me to Clapton's Blues by giving me the uh, From the Cradle CD. Uh, yeah, and that was, in fact, I think three, two of the songs. We want to do a lot more, yeah. and uh, two of the songs that we actually did, um, like recorded, were on that, you know, from the cradle. Yeah, and uh, just that that did it for you. I mean, he's yeah, he's his his blues and his uh, his phrasing and things yeah. are just they're, they're so and there's a reason why he's you know been elevated to the position that he's in is because yeah. he's got he's got the it you know and when you, you know, we were talking about it in the run up to the show in uh, Rise of a Texas Blues Man. They go back and trace where Stevie Ray and Texas got so blind Lemon Jefferson yeah. and then uh, T-Bone Thanks. Walker and then Lightning Hopkins all. So the lineage and what's ironic, you know, and you, you are a student and uh, a musicologist is the blues really had lost favor in the United States. And it wasn't until the Stones yeah. uh, kind of brought it back. That British invasion. Yeah, right? and, and it was blues-based. Uh, kind of right. crazy. Well, I, this is uh, a song that won you, got you... It, the second se- round. Second yeah. round, this was, yeah. Th- this was my second round song, and uh, we made it through to the third round, so... And it kind of has a title that's so- somewhat similar to a uh, traffic um, you know, gotta find my oh, way. Oh, can't find my way. Can't yeah. wait. Yeah, think about that. Yeah. So, can't well, find my song. way home by traffic. And Stevie Winwood, a brilliant guitarist in his it. own right. Uh, but this has got to find my way home. It's very different. And, yeah, very <laughs> different. But uh, this is Hughes Taylor, and this is off his date or second uh, album, Restless. Yeah. So let's hear a little of "Got to Find My Way Home." 
Once in a while, the last DJ, like a blind squirrel, finds a nut. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use this segue because in those lyrics, if you're listening carefully, he talks about wanting to get back to Georgia, and that was prophetic because he spent three weeks over in the UK. He and his band over in the UK, and we've got a couple uh, mates out there from the UK that are listening in. So thank you all for that. He was talk about what an experience that was and it what was, you had to give uh, up. Oh, it was incredible! Oh, well, yeah, go, you know, because you um, So yeah, we had that the the ask to to play for the um, Capricorn when they reopened and all this sort of stuff, yeah. and and uh, I had to turn them down because we were in <laughs> en route to the UK, yeah. and uh, that was unbelievable. Uh, we we got to it was it was an amazing experience. We we opened for a band, the Heather Finley band, and uh, Heather Finley has become a really good friend now, and. And um, her band is just this group of world class musicians that out of is, the UK. Yes, all all of them. Uh, most of them are York based. Yeah. Uh, and then um, Emily Lynn, uh, I think, is from somewhere near London. I think is what she said. And then yeah. uh, Dave, uh, the drummer, is from Scotland, Glasgow. Oh, nice. So um, it was just an awesome group of people and super talented, unbelievable. We got to play. Um, we ended up playing eight shows in mm. seven different cities. Two of those were in York, just mm-hmm. kind of on our days off. Yeah. Um, uh, some some unbel- again, unbelievable musicians. Uh, the bass player for Heather, um, Stu, has a band called The Mothers, yeah. and they asked us to come play, um, sort of like as a the in the middle of their set. So they took a break, and we played during their set break. Oh, wow. And uh, The Mothers, I mean, they were awesome. It was another. It UK was just bass. incredible. Uh, pub the pub was packed shoulder yeah. to shoulder and yeah. I mean you I literally could not get out the door and uh, they were unbelievable the energy was crazy yeah. Stu's awesome and then um, that I think it was that same weekend even uh, the guitar player Martin invited us to come play half of their set so mm. so they they gave us the first half of their set we got yeah. to actually 
let loose and play a show. Mm-hmm. And then we got to see um, uh, Martin and Sledge. They love uh, the blues over there. Don't yes, they? yeah, they do. Yeah. But and, and and they were awesome too. Martin, um, super funny guy. He's he's really talented, and their band played all these like classic rock songs and and some you know American rock and things like that. Yeah. But they played, and they played uh, specifically like their last song. They did um, a medley of these different rock songs to the wrong music. Oh. So like I, it was not it wasn't wrong, it was awesome. It just but, worked. Yeah, yeah it, it worked. just and so when we were over there I kept asking Nate, I was like, is everyone in the UK just incredibly talented yeah. at what they do or are we just surrounded by the best? It's in their DNA. It was Well and you're a you're a guitarist, extraordinary. Yes. But well, you got to guitarist. sit down at a keyboard that was very special. Oh yes. Talk about yeah. that. Um uh, so as part of the tour we were uh so we had a, a, a trip from uh, from York, we went to uh, Nottingham, and then Nottingham to London, and then London to Bristol, and we went down south that way. And uh, from Bristol, we went and took a, a quick little pit stop over in Wales at Rockfield Studios, mm. and um, it, and you know we everybody everybody in the van was like, we just want to go home, but yeah. we were kind of like, come on, we can do it, we can do it, and uh, it was so worth it. Yeah, we we went to Rockfield Studios where they were. You know, so many amazing records have been cut, and uh, Freddie Mercury's Bohemian Rhapsody piano um, was there, and I got to play it. I didn't play it well. <laughs> my my bass player Nate actually played it, and play, yeah. you know he actually played Bohemian Rhapsody on it. I on the, oh, yeah. he did. Yeah, oh, just a, just a little bit of it. So t- and, uh, that's a, talk about your mates in yeah. the band, in the Hughes uh, Taylor band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nate is the bassist, okay. and uh, Adriana is our drummer. Yeah, and uh, they are just unbelievably talented people yeah. you know now, how um, did you come to meet him so nate and adriana we hope you're out there yeah. listening want to um, get, a, get a shout out into you so before uh before i um actually had a band i whenever i played a show i would seriously just call up whoever i thought was in the area that might be free yeah. and that's just how i how i played for years you know if i was in macon i'd call a couple people and whoever said yes first played the thing <laughs> yeah. um same thing like i had you know people up in in in, in athens and atlanta and all this and yeah. so i had a show in athens that um my usual go-to wasn't able to and he said let me give you a number of someone else and and it was nate yeah and from that night nate was my go-to from then on mm-hmm. uh nate he, i mean he's, he's just so we we were playing together a lot, yeah. and um, if he couldn't do something, I, you know, I would still do my. I'd call whoever I could, yeah, but yeah. Um, and uh, for the drums, uh, I originally I met uh, Selena Corbin. She was our drummer before Adriana, okay. and she's the one who recorded Good Blues Fast. Wow! Um, and I met her. We went to school together. We had a class together, and we were introduced by a, a mutual friend yeah. at, at one of my shows. Yeah. And uh, so last minute, my drummer for a show that we had coming up dropped out. And at school, I said, hey, do you want to play this weekend or next weekend? It was really yeah. soon. And she was like, sure. So after that, the three of us played. And I think we had that band for a year and a half, yeah. Nate, Selena, and myself. Yeah. And then Selena moved to um, to Tennessee to get her master's. And uh, so when she left, um, Nate uh, is uh, Nate and Adrian are actually dating and they live together? And wow. Nate said, well, "Well, actually, I asked Adrian if she'd be interested." And yeah. She was like, "Sure." 
So uh, we started rehearsing. This was July um, last Power year. Power female drummer. I love yeah, it. yeah. Kind of like Carlos Santana's yeah, wife. And she's, I mean, she's got an amazing voice, and yeah. she, she just has this really cool way of playing. She plays open-handed, yeah. so yeah. it looks like she's left-handed, but she, but not. And um, so she plays open instead of and know, always like this. a power trio and uh, always. So um, uh, A.K. Hendrix and yeah, Cream yeah. We, and, and uh, Double Trouble. I'd I mean, love just... to add add keys <laughs> at some point if right, we could, yeah. but um, we Chuck had Lavelle? Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chuck, please. I actually got to meet him uh, at, uh, for something, but yeah, he was he was so such an awesome guy. That would be incredible. He's, he's south of Macon. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a natural fit. Yeah. Well, so the last DJ doesn't like to uh, say he has favorites because, you know, they're all unbelievable. <laughs> but um, upon first listen, when I got introduced to Hughes, and I have to give a big shout out to Lucy Pillar, All Right Now Entertainment. Uh, I don't believe there's a musician on the planet that Lucy doesn't know, and she's been very, very gracious and, and kind to introduce the last DJ to all these very talented musicians. So huge shout out to Lucy Pillar and ARN Entertainment. If you're a musician out there looking for someone to promote you, you definitely want to get Lucy Pillar on your side. But at any rate, Lucy introduces me to Hughes. And in the run-up to the show, I'm listening to all the different songs. And the one that resonated with me, because I like them long, especially if they're good, like uh, Hughes' music is, this one is titled The Way You Used to Love Me. Then it's uh, kind of subtitled The Angry Blues Song. And uh, it runs about uh, seven minutes, y'all. So you want to go out and uh, buy it and buy the album. Uh, Restless is also also off of Restless, his second uh, CD. And we're just going to play a little bit, and it really doesn't even get into the, <laughs> the, the guitars. It doesn't do it justice, but we're going to play it because I can play what I want to play. I'm the last DJ. <laughs> Let's cue that up if we could, Waheed.
we're back on Ride the Vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ, playing what he wants to play and saying what he wants to say. That's kind of dangerous. And that's the way you used to love me. And that song really starts to cook at the end. So you guys want to go out and, uh, and get that however you get music these days. And then hopefully things are going to open back up again. Roswell Politicians, come on, man. Let's get the live venues going again. Alive in Roswell, Music on the Hill, Riverside Sounds, Food Truck Fridays. Get, uh, musicians need to gig to make any money. So let's get that open back up. All outdoor venues, and, and we can do it. And uh, you were telling me right on, as we were playing that song about a project that you yeah, blues crew. I the, think you the were The Hughes mentioning. Blues Crew ah, is yeah. something that I've started uh, during this time of no gigging. Yeah. Um, it's a subscription-based uh, fan club, okay. if you will, yep. that um, when you sign up, you get all of my music ah. uh, and anything that I produce and ever put into the world, it goes to whoever signs up first. So, wow. I, so it's a... Um, so when I, when I finish this next album, yeah. whoever signed up on the Blues Crew will get it like months before it ever wow. reaches iTunes or Spotify yeah, or anything yeah. like that. Uh, and then I'm also putting things on there like demos. Yeah. Um, live recordings. I, I know I keep saying live recordings, and I'm sure people in the Blues Crew are like, "Where are the live recordings?" <laughs> I just fixed my computer, and I can finally get to those yeah. touches that need to be done. But um, yeah, we're gonna put some some of that onto the crew, uh, and and uh, things like discounts on merch. There's yeah. um, when we do get to do live shows again, yeah. uh, VIP access type yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, will be a part of it. Um, first access to tickets and a discount on any sort of tickets yeah. like that. So good value so, for it's really cool. The, uh, uh, I'm, 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 I and I'm actually I'm I'm thrilled with how many people we've had sign up already. Yeah. Uh, I've got two songs on there now that um, one of them I it's so it's so different from anything that I've ever done that I might just leave it on the Blues Crew yeah. and just kind of see how it goes. Yeah. But uh, I've got another song on there called Quarantine Blues that we'll try and do something <laughs> with and. Um, yeah, there's some really cool things I'm working on. So, so. think about that, y'all, to support uh, Hughes Taylor, either the Blues Crew and sign up and uh, support him in the uh, seven or excuse me, four, seven, eight sings contest. See if we can get him through to the finals. And then we're gonna we've been working backwards in his discology, and we're gonna play a song off his first debut release, "Hear My Melody." And this is a song called "Streams." And this is one of the band's favorites to play. Favorite to play, yeah. We we opened every every show in the UK with this, with this song, yeah. And uh, it's it's there's so much room for so you can do so much with it. Nate yeah. takes this song, and we go back and forth with solos, and yeah. we kind of like talk to each other with the instruments. And he uh, he he really kills it on on that that one. Yeah, I think that one's his favorite, and. Um, it's a it's a fun, it's a fun one. So. so let's hear a little bit of streams. And again, we're not playing the whole song, y'all.
on Ride the Vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ, having a fascinating conversation and playing some great, great music from Hughes Taylor. Also have to give a shout out again, once again, to my friend Phil Wall. Got a great program going on, Feed the Front Lines. He's taking donations, then he's turning the money into food, good, healthy food, and uh, wellness shots. We just finished one here in the studio to keep ourselves healthy, pro proactively, preventatively, all those P words. And um, so you can donate to that and you can buy some Hughes Taylor and his band music. You can join the blues crew and you can help support them, getting them through to the final round and the finals of four, seven, eight sings. So all of the above y'all, cause you're just sitting out there and you know, you can't spend a lot of money going out and stuff. So you might as well spend it with the musicians who are struggling. Hughes, <laughs> we're almost at the, uh, the the top of the hour, but just kind of wrap it up. Parting thoughts, any other shout outs, anything the last DJ missed? I've I've just I've had a blast doing this. This has been nice. So Good. I'm happy to be here. Hope to be back. Yeah. Well and you you know, I like to say to the guests, this is not a one off. It's an open invitation to come back in when you're working on another project and when things open back up and you're out playing live, we definitely want to get out to the shows and see you live and definitely want to encourage the promoters, uh, Lee J. Howard with Lee J. Howard Entertainment and Tom Ladau, who are booking music in Roswell to uh, strongly consider Hughes Taylor and the Hughes Taylor Band. Definitely, <laughs> definitely want to do that. And uh, also, again, just a shout-out and a big thank you to Waheed Gomes, DRSATL, right here in Roswell, Georgia. If you all are looking for a place to do some recording, you're looking for a place to do a podcast, they've now got live streaming, as you're seeing. This is a first for us on Ride the Vibe. And also a shout-out to Otis Tillman. And all the folks that tuned in, thank you guys so much for that. It means the world to me, personally. And with that, uh, we're out of here. Ride the Vibe, Michael Litton, the last DJ. Better late than never, here's my thanks to whoever plays my song on the radio.